Arriving at King, King Station. Doors will open on the right. Welcome back into the book room. My name is John Deegan. Today I'm taking you into a fancy ballroom for a fancy lunch at which a pretty fancy book award is given away. I work for the Writers' Union of Canada, and while I'm not so fancy myself, my job sometimes takes me into some pretty special rooms. In the early afternoon of Monday, March 4th, at the Omni King Edward Hotel at King and Victoria Streets in downtown Toronto, a few hundred folks gathered for lunch and to celebrate Canadian writing. It was the awarding of the annual RBC Taylor Prize for Literary Nonfiction. Named for the late Charles Taylor, foreign correspondent, and member of the editorial board of Canada's Globe and Mail newspaper. Charles Taylor was also the author of four books and a chair of the Writers' Union of Canada. The partnership between RBC and the Taylor family has produced a rich tradition of awarding excellence in the writing and publishing of nonfiction in Canada. Along with the Taylor Prize, the Charles Taylor Foundation also established an award for emerging writers and an emerging writers mentorship program. Since her partner's death in 1997, the wise and inexhaustible Noreen Taylor has taken her own very simple idea of awarding excellence in nonfiction writing and grown it into this suite of prizes and programs that have quite simply changed the landscape for Canadian authors. There's no suspense in this podcast since the winner has already been announced. Kate Harris, author of Lands of Lost Borders, Out of Bounds on the Silk Road, is this year's RBC Taylor Prize winner. Others from this year's shortlist include Bill Gaston for Just Let Me Look at You on Fatherhood, Ian Hampton for Jan in 35 Pieces, a memoir in music, Elizabeth Hay for All Things Consoled, a daughter's memoir, and Daryl McLeod for Mamaskats, a Cree coming of age. The first voice you will hear today is that of Noreen Taylor herself, introducing the shortlist and opening the event. You will also hear the tinkling of many pieces of cutlery, since I think dessert was still being served, actually, when the prize awarding ceremonies began. After Ms. Taylor, you will hear from jury member Beverly McLaughlin, introducing Kate Harris. Beverly McLaughlin, by the way, is the recently retired Chief Justice of the Supreme Court of Canada, who upon her retirement from the court immediately became a best-selling mystery novelist because that's how we roll in Canada. The three-person jury this year also included authors Camilla Gibb and Roy McGregor. Finally, you will hear from Kate Harris herself, briefly interviewed by Professor David Staines. Enjoy. You should know that what is now the RBC Taylor Prize began long ago in a series of conversations that Charles and I would have over the dinner table in the library about the way in which literature could bind a country together. We thought it was important to give a podium, a voice, to the stories that Canadians needed to tell each other and the stories that they needed to hear. We realized that our country had a vast landmass and a population that was thinly spread out along its southern border and irregularly spread out and didn't easily communicate with each other or to the communities to the far north. We looked at the literary landscape and we really believed that we could maintain cohesion and develop unity and a national character through paying attention to our literature. Our writers could speak to what confronted and challenged us and listening to them 
we would find the courage to address the problems we faced, the communication we needed to hear, and we could walk bravely together into a united future. You know, this was happening prior to 1998, you know, first with Charles and then later with the trustees of the prize. And when I think about that, all I think about is, my God, we are prescient. The internet was in its infancy. The idea of instant communication was just beginning to be understood. The idea that we'd have a 24-7 news cycle, not only from this country, but from around the world bombarding us at every instant, that had not occurred to us. We didn't realize that Marshall McLuhan's global village was just about to suffer an earthquake. And so, when you think about that, and you consider the five finalists we're honoring here today, I think it's important to note that the brilliant jurors of Beverly McLaughlin, Roy McGregor, and Camilla Gibb chose five books that concentrated on Canada's human nature, our social values, what we find important as a country. In an increasingly complex and volatile time, they chose to recognize books that went beyond the issues of the here and now and to delve deeply into the issues that dwell beyond time and place. And so it's interesting as I look around the room. Three of the five finalists today spoke about family and they asked us to think deeply about the most important relationships we have. This in a time when we have things called Facebook friends, Snapchat, Instagram, when we're always being told how self-involved we are. Elizabeth Hay, Bill Gaston and Daryl McLeod said, remember, that the deepest relationships you have, the ones you must pay attention to, are those of your family. Kate Harris, where's Kate? She's back there. Kate Harris examined another aspect of our Canadian identity. Kate, we've always been a country that's looked outward. Maybe it's because we started as a colony and looked to the mother country. But we've always been interested in other people, other places, and we've cast a curious eye an inquisitive mind and a seeking to understand others as your book does. And Ian Hampton, will you take us into the rarefied world of being a classical musician, allowing us to understand music through you and the life of being a professional musician, which I never would have imagined. And you tell us, the message here in this social context is you tell us that while it's important to know our families, and it's important to address the wider world around us. We must pay attention to the arts, which have the rare ability of uniting all of us from all our backgrounds and allowing us to examine the exalted atmosphere that the arts can provide. These five books give me, this reader, and Canadians who have been reading them, enormous hope for the future. I hear that Canadians are caring people who will care about each other, whatever the difficulties we have. We will care about the work that is going on in the world around us, and we will never forget the importance of the arts for enlivening and celebrating this life we share. And so at this moment, I'd like to do a collective thank you, me on behalf of all your readers, to Bill, to Ian, to Kate, to Liz, and to Daryl. Thank you. Lands of Lost Borders, Out of Bounds on the Silk Road, by Kate Harris from North Canada. From her vantage point as a student of the history of science, 
explorer and adventurer Kate Harris presents a rare and unique vision of the world and explores the nature of boundaries. Unable to realize her childhood dream of traveling to Mars, she may still get there, but she decides to trace Marco Polo's Silk Road by bicycle. Vivid descriptions of the places and people she meets inspire deep and eclectic reflections on the nature of the world wilderness and the struggle of humans to define and limit them. This is a book that changes how one thinks about the world and the human compulsion to define it. Kate? Throughout your book, you talk of the adventures you go through, manifold adventures, and yet there's never a, a time when you really go down. Were there times when you really went down? Oh, I feel like half the book is me complaining <laughs> <laughs> about the road, about the weather. At the same time, even in the really low moments, uh, there was nowhere else I would have rather been. And, and the same holds true for writing the book. There were many low moments in the, the slog of, of trying to put this together and trying to bring the, the journey alive and all its like glory and pain and horror at times, um, but also its moments of, of sublimity. And yeah, it's, you know, the bike trip was the most meaningful and hardest thing I'd done till that point in my life. And, and the book is definitely that in the aftermath, so. Okay, thank you. So I wanna thank the RBC Taylor Prize folks for allowing me to use these brief recordings for the delicious lunch and for introducing me to a world of new books over the years. Thanks as well to the delightful Anna Porter author and publisher, whom I met on the subway on the way to the luncheon. Ms. Porter and I walked along King Street discussing the emotional landscape of the city. It was an unexpected conversation, a delightful late winter surprise. Thanks for listening. Remember that you can subscribe to this podcast on either SoundCloud, Radio Public, the Apple Podcasts app, or the Google Podcasts app. Coming soon to Stitcher. And you can find individual episodes through my own website at jkdegan.com. We'll talk again soon. Arriving at King. King Station. Doors will open on the right.